Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Shelter Footy Cast. Will Schofield, Mark Reddings, to take you through your round 15, the first big full round after the bye rounds. G'day, Skeet. How are you? Oh, I'm not bad. I'm, I've been better. Uh, went to Origin last night. And Queenslander. It's funny, because it? you've got a two-sided scarf there. Game one, you had Maroons <laughs> there. You've got the Blues there now. You don't know anything about rugby league. In fact, you, would know, you wouldn't even know who their best player was last night, I'm a Victoria. Yeah, the big one. The, the big number 16. The biggest man I've ever seen in my life. No, no Nathan Cleary was oh, yeah, uh, outstanding. Right. Yeah. So let's just put that to one side. But uh, look, apart from my loss there, in the words of George Costanza, I'm back, baby. My tipping has returned to something resembling... Uh, Good status. You're pretty happy with the tips this way. Uh, eight out of nine. Oh, boy. Okay, we're going to get into that. We love that. George Costanzo <laughs> and Will Schofield bring you the round 15 review. You'd actually... You, who would I be? Kramer or Jerry? I'd be Jerry. No, no, you're Kramer. Alone. Am I alone? You. Am I? <laughs> hey, you're, you've got a bit of Kramer about you just uh, wandering around. Oh, very good. Uh, this is brought to you by Shelter, of course. The Southern River Band, they're bringing you the beats off the top. Those boys, I think we're going to have to go see them live one day. See, it'll be a good day out. Uh, we bring you a review on Monday, a preview on Thursday. We do this every week for Shelter. West Australian theme, Eagles, Dockers. We get into it, got a big round of footy. Uh, this is brought to you by Shelter. They've got the big brewery down in Bustleton. Beautiful things down there. You can find us on socials, uh, Shelter Footy Cast on Instagram. You can send us an email, um, uh, 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 footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Thank you, Dan. Or you can find us on the internet on their website, shelterbrewing.com.au. Our beer, Shelter Footy Cast. See you there. Okay, let's get into it, straight into it. Big moment of the round. Is Fifey in trouble, Skeet? Is he in trouble? He's put a hand on an umpire. I don't think he is. I think he's been cleared. No, he's cleared. He's done. Should it's, he have been in trouble? No, don't think so. No, I, I think in the chaos that was that that push and shove at, at uh, Marvel Stadium at the weekend, uh, his hand went out. I think I think it was an instinctive as opposed to there's an umpire. I'm, I'm telling him to. If buzz he off. was Toby Green, would he have been in trouble? Oh well, Toby's about it. Toby's got history. There's, there's a bit. I mean, Toby's got history. If that was Toby Green on the weekend, there'd be a lot more questions asked because Toby has previously. I mean, Nat Five hasn't, to my knowledge, ever been cited or so. 
I mean, you've also got to look at that. But I, I don't think... I don't, it can't compare what happened yesterday on the weekend with Nat Fife and Toby Green from last year in any way, shape or form. Okay, good. So Fife will play next week. Well, that's yes. confirmed. Very Done. good. Okay. I, I thought he looked a bit rusty. Just Second more, game more back. More rusty for, than first one. Yeah, no, fair call. Um, it's good he's facing no sanctions. I think it's the right call made made there. Nick Nananui returned to the waffle. Two goals, 20 touches, uh, 26 hitouts in a victory for the West Coast Eagles waffle side against South Frio. And he took a couple of marks as well. He kicked the first goal. Just what Adam Simpson would have wanted. And Nick Nat, look, there's been people saying, put him on ice, I mean, play him next year. But if he's ready to go and you're paying him that sort of money, why wouldn't you get six or seven games out of him back half of the year? Well, what, are you, what are you resting him for effectively? Like, yeah. you've got to get him going. People think, oh, rest him, put him on ice. You know, not going to get anything out of the season. But if you do that as a player, you, you lose. Look, I know he's older, but you can still improve your body and, and the continuity is actually what follows into the next year. If yeah. he had six months out of the game effectively, and it would be the same for Nat Fife, talking about the waffle VFL, you're still, you're, still playing a, you're still playing a game of football. So if he went and played in the waffle, it's not easier in the waffle. I can tell you that firsthand. So I, I think getting back into the AFL side ASAP. Hang on, you say it's not easier playing in the waffle? I think it's harder in the waffle than the AFL. What, how so? Uh, you, you, you're, this is no disrespect to any Waffle players, but your teammates aren't all AFL-skilled players. So the skills are worse. There's more turnovers. It's less predictable. So you get used to reading the game a certain way. Oh, when this guy kicks the ball here, this is going to happen. Something else happens. So you're not in the right position. So you constantly find yourself out of position. As a ruckman, it may be a little bit easier because you're, you know, you're effectively one-on-one with your ruckman all day. And so you're going to be... Stronger, fitter, probably than than most waffle ruckmen. But I found as a backman, for the first half of the waffle season, it took me a long time to adjust. Now, may may or may not be because I was retired and had a couple of shelters on the way out. But I found it harder than the AFL. Interesting. Uh, while we're on Nick Nat, now I ran into someone yesterday who would know, uh, works with the NRL, knows someone in the Fijian national team. Now, can't confirm if this was league or union. Could have been union. I know they're different, but all I heard was rugby, national team. Trying to get Nick Natanui to cross codes to play for the Fijian national rugby legal union team. How do you feel about that? I, 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 think, it, I think from who I heard it from has a fair bit of merit. Uh, well, it sounds good on paper, but it'd have to happen after he finishes his AFL career. How many years has he got left on his contract? You got any idea? What is he? Thirty-one. Yeah, I think. Look do, what, do, and do rugby players play longer? Do they? Do they have a longer career? Are oh, the taller, bigger guys? Not. I mean, but there's no one that I can think of in, in rugby or rugby league that is remotely close to the size. I'm talking height-wise. That Nick Natanui brings. How big was like Johnny Eels? Like I feel like he was like a big guy. Like yeah, he was a bit. But I think Nick could dwarf him. Or like Sharp, Nathan Sharp. This big, is union big guys. Unit. Yeah, yeah, a couple of those guys. Oh, look, Can you I, potentially look both of those guys up, please, Dan? Just the height of those guys, because I think about Nick Natanui playing rugby, and I think like he's a big guy, gets a head of steam up when he runs. He could be a rugby player. Yeah, well, there's a bit more to it than just. Than that, though, I would have thought. And I'm not discounting the story. If it happens, you know where we heard it first. Ha- well, having said that, I don't think any AFL player could make the switch to NRL. Having watched uh, Origin last night, watching those guys go about it, I don't think there's one player in the AFL that could play league. I think they could play union. I don't know why. But league just seems so much more 
instantly powerful. Union seems like a bit more of a grind, and you've got the rolling scrums, and you can just get it and bully it and you know keep going over the scrum. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm using the wrong words there, obviously. But Origin, it just felt like these guys were powerhouses. I, I reckon you'd have to spend two or three years in the gym to condition yourself to the hits those guys take. Yeah, but you're saying that an AFL player couldn't transition to, say, the NRL, but you you have you know that uh, Carmichael Hunt, Israel Folau have did they, got, did got, they go well, did they? Did they no, careers? but they, well, I'm not saying they have good careers, but they transitioned. They actually, they played league football. For a bit of uh Yeah, they, they played league football. I think Dustin Martin bit of could easily um, be a tra- translate into a Nathan Cleary type of a clever kick. Yeah. He's a type of... And obviously his body shape would have to change, but I think Dusty would be a, a perfect. I example. saw those bodies up close, and I just they just don't look like AFL players. They look like they've been getting hits to their body since they were ten years old, which which they have, right? They grow up playing d- development. You don't cop that as an AFL player. You might, you know, the most tackles one person would have in a game is like ten, mm. right? That's a huge game for an AFL player. Some of these guys are having 40, 50, 60 tackles, yeah, like, and they do that. They've been doing that for twenty years. So I reckon you'd have to get in a gym and just run into a brick wall for a, a, at least a year to get in there. So Dusty, big guy, I still think he would be dwarfed in the rugby league. Yes, Dan? Uh, sharp, two metres. Two Ooh. zero zero. And who was the other? <laughs> John Eels. John Eels, two metres also. So Nick's so, 203. So, yeah, so it's same. According to Wikipedia, anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, that's about right. I just remember those guys being tall. Yeah. So Yeah, so Union, you have a few examples. Yeah. League, I can't think of any examples of, of really tall Players I mean, this is, the, I mean, this is coming from someone who watches neither of those sports, so <laughs> absolutely uh, no idea what I'm talking about. I think we're going to move on there. So they're the big issues. Nick Nananui, I think he'll return next week for the AFL. Yep, play against Richmond, yep. MCG. Lock, lock it in. Nan Curvis, Soldo. A couple of big, big names there. All right, let's get into the West Coast and Fremantle wrap here on the Shelter Footy Cast. West Coast defeat Essendon by 10 points. Who'd you pick, Skate? I tipped the Bombers, who were putrid. They were putrid. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm dirty on myself. I'm dirty on Essendon. And, and we were watching the game, and uh, they led by, might have led by three or four goals in the first half, Essendon. Yeah. But th- the longer the game went, you looked at defensively how they, well, they just had very little structure once the ball was turned over or once West Coast went into transition. Essendon looked clueless. We, uh, we commentated together um, I actually had to leave the commentary at three quarter time I've got a migraine just just putting that out there never had that before Skate looked after well, me well I had a migraine when you left because Jacko and myself Carl decided to leave early as well so it was just us you spent the better part of three quarters I think he just gave me the migraine giving it to Essendon you weren't happy with their defence were you I mean, but no, in all seriousness you were a defender it, yeah. it, I asked you the question what is going on here because invariably every time West Coast went inside their 50 they Scored. I mean, Josh Kennedy, five goals. And after he yeah. kicked his first, I said, oh, he's in for a big night. He could feel that the, the defence wasn't going to cause him too many issues. And he had energy as well, right? Yep, exactly. Um, I'm just looking up right now. Peter Wright, four goals, four, had eight shots on goal. He had chances in the first quarter that they could have been up by six goals at quarter time. He missed three set shots in the first quarter. Yep. That really would have put them up and about. They missed their chances, Essendon, and that's a mental game, right? If you get up on a West Coast, who haven't, they've won one game this year, uh, nine nine on the trot losses. If you start well against a team like that, it's it's almost over because they just the mental demons come in and see you later. But they couldn't do that, and they bounced back. Essendon looked good to start with. West Coast poor. I thought Jack Redden was good. I thought Jamie Cripps was good for West Coast. Where does it leave West Coast? Going forward, it's a good win. They played well last week against Geelong. They win against Essendon. They got Richmond at the G, which 
Geelong in Geelong, um, Sydney at the SCG, Richmond at the G. I reckon they're the three hardest propositions in football. It's a bloody hard ass to go and beat Richmond at the G. Yeah, they're it? not beating them. Okay, I don't think so. And on a serious note, with with the Eagles, look, their better players are back. The energy for the last two weeks has been there. How many how many matches do you want them to win? If you're a West Coast supporter, Ooh. towards the back end of the season, given every time you go I mean, up the ladder, yeah, you lose. A spot at the draft. Now, I don't want to say tanking, but it's a question Eagle supporters I'd like to know because that was terrific. On Friday night, everyone loved it as an Eagle supporter. You could tell the energy, and it was a long time coming for them. They sung the song. It was great. But they're in a bit of a position now. You're getting a decent side back on the field. How successful do you want this next six or seven rounds to be? Given the uh, success or lack of success of, round, uh, of number one draft picks, like there's been some good ones, obviously, but there's been some real flops. Maybe it's okay if West Coast win some games in the back half of the year. I think as a player, as a team, as an organisation, to just you know flop out for the rest of the year and, and get a great draft pick, you're gonna get they're gonna get someone good. Pick one to five, yep. right? No matter what happens, so they should be out there winning. And, and the other thing, possible. The other thing is you talk about winning and, and finishing the season with you know three out of five victories. That momentum carries in, in my belief, into the, the pre-season of 2023. The run home for West Coast, Richmond, Carlton, Hawthorne, Saints, Suns, Crows, Dockers, Cats. There's some winnable games there. I mean, Dockers, Cats, Richmond, Carlton, jump off the pages, you know, ones you're probably not going to win. But Hawks, Saints, Suns, who are continuing Crows. to play well, and Crows, they will win games there. They can't lose the last eight, can they? What are the thoughts I give them what the team that's coming back into play. So. Because they look like a team now. Yes, they, they do. They, but how does it happen so say quickly? But the Geelong game, for whatever reason, and you tipped them to win that day, but they were they was almost like that the break was the most important thing for that club was yeah. to just catch their breath and, and reload for the second half of the season. Like I said, why they were going so poorly in the first place. There's a lot of things that happen. It's not just oh the the break and they had you know had a rest and they're good to go. Like they would have had some players get some more continuity in their training. Um, they, they do have a, a new match, uh, a new game plan that they're playing, especially through the midfield with Schofield and Knights playing in there. Met Matty Knights uh, on the boundary on the weekend. Seems like a really good fella. They do have new stuff they're learning. So perhaps the, the extra two weeks, you know, with players back, and they, they haven't had their starting 22, like any no. weeks. And you, you add, you know, their forward line on the weekend was Darling, Kennedy, Cripps, Ryan, Rioli. That's a premiership. Winning forward line. Yeah. All I, of those blokes are premiership players. And I brought up this subject with our mate Carl Langdon, uh, either on the broadcast or during radio uh, last week, saying, and we talked about this, just Kennedy, when should his farewell game be? And his argument was he shouldn't retire. And, and, yeah. and look, he's, the numbers suggest that, and kick five on the weekend, he's averaging one point, whatever it is, a game, that he's still their best forward. That's a, a legitimate argument at the moment. My advice, having done it, and certainly not to his level, but I've retired from the AFL, I would have, I would have regretted going another year, me personally, because yep. I, I would have fallen off. I wouldn't have played a game, and I wasn't playing games in my last year either. I only played, but but he's he just kicked five goals. I know, but, but no, I, I I do agree. It's he, he said, I think to you on back chat that this is. I think it's his last, last year. year. I think yeah. he's made it pretty public that this yep. is his last year, and I think that's the right decision. I think going another year. And he'll really fall away, and 
do you want to be remembered that? Maybe that's okay with him. Maybe he can, you know, lead and coach and all of that. But I think this should be his last year. But we'll see. Let's move on. Fremantle defeat Carlton. Sorry. Fremantle defeated by Carlton. And I picked Fremantle. And you, your dog. No, good Carlton. They were very good. Impressive. Uh, it was an arm wrestle to start. First half, back and forth. Both midfields going at it. But you really felt like Carlton was on top and Fremantle was scrapping to stay with them. Yeah, I mentioned last week when we talked about in the preview why I thought Carlton would win. And I just felt their midfield would just have the edge. And yeah. Sam Walsh, I think it was 40 touches, yes. a career high. Um, they had that midfield group humming. Uh, that was Carlton. That's that's we've seen a fair bit of this year, but that was that was one of their better performances. And uh, Mackay and and Kurnow, who enjoyed just getting supply. And Alex Pierce was terrific. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but gee, they they saw a fair bit of the footy in the Dockers' defence. Well, I did. That's what happened. Um, I mean, Carlton. The big question was whether Carlton's backline was going to be able to hold up with Tabiner coming back into the team. Roy Lobb's been having a good year. They've been tall, Fremantle. So Griffin Logue went back, who I thought played well on Kerno. You know, Kerno um, kicks four, but I think he battled manfully given the supply that Carlton had. So their midfield got on top. They won clearances, they won stoppages, and they just kept the ball in their forward line. And so as a back line, Freo's back line, best in the comp, there just becomes a point where you can't keep scrapping and, and doing it. And then adversely, it went back the other way. Fremantle would go inside their forward line and they just couldn't keep it in there. They, they could not, um, you know, what we've known from Freo this year is that scrappy forward stuff where they're just putting pressure and pressure and pressure. They, they tried, but it was almost like Carlton, given they had no key defenders whatsoever, they went a bit, they were small by default and it helped them. They were able to rebound really quickly and, and move the ball well. You didn't have any lumbering key position backmen like me running around there who couldn't use the footy. Everyone used the footy well, and and it really just turned into a game, not of ping pong, but if it went in there, it just came out straight away and they couldn't keep it going. So Fremantle will rebound, though. I think people forget, like, going over to Melbourne to play, West Australian teams notoriously lose over in Melbourne. They do. It, it, West Coast, Freo. They've, they've already won a game or two over there this year, which is a good result for the Freo Footy Club, and they play a good side. So Carlton goes into the four, Freo comes out. So it was a big game, they lose, but I think they'll be fine. They'll be fine, yeah, but I do agree. Look, the only concern slightly, and the defence still is is what it is, that they gave up 81 points on the weekend, gave up a chunk against Hawthorne as well. So yep. last two outings, whether they need to just look at that or whether, in fact, it's their midfield that's just getting getting beaten up in the centre square, and therefore it's you know providing the opposition with a fair bit more inside 50. Spoke about Fife's rust, which I think it's, an, it's not outrageous that he's going to be a bit rusty. He hasn't played a lot of footy. I, I think he just needs to stay in the forward line. I think he can be a focal point for them. They they have a midfield. Brody had 36 touches mm. on the weekend. Sarong, Brayshaw, Mundy, Aish runs through there. They had uh, Hughes running through there trying to curtail Walsh, which probably didn't go the didn't way work. they would have. But they've got... They've got a midfield. So I don't think they need to throw Fife into the mix just because he's a great player. I think he should start in the forward line and play full forward. That, he will get the best defender. So that already ad- advantages Freo. I just think in the middle, his touch looks a little bit off. His confidence is down. A little bit like Elliot Yo. Put him back, Elliot Yo. He played there again on the weekend. Had a big part to do with why West Coast won. And it just changes the, the mindset. If you say to Fifey, have 10 touches... Have two shots on goal. That's a good game for a full forward these days. No pressure. He'll do that easy. He'll do that. 
you know, doing it, sitting on his hands. So, so you and just comparing Yo going back, Fife goes forward. He, he's not a goal kicker per se. Nat Fife is he? And, and it, not it a, can be, though. can be. But so you wouldn't put Nat not back down back. Absolutely just, not. Nothing to he's be done there. He's not a backman. Doesn't defend. That's why. I mean, if you think about Yoey. He's an explosive player. Is Nat Fife explosive? Do you see Nat Fife running out of packs? He's a stop. He's a beast, beast. inside yep. a stoppage player. He's not. He would get towed up in the back line. If you're going to play him in the back line, you have to play him high, dropping off like a inside midfielder, sort of as a loose, which could work. You just couldn't play him on someone. That's not his strength. He, no. he doesn't do that. Nat Fife, which again is fine. Two time he's, he's, more, he's more suited to someone looking at him, can, correct, as opposed to the opposite. So Freo go down, uh, big loss, but I think they'll be right. They're just outside the four now. But flag man, all that's just just relax you, just cool your jets, everybody. You'll be just fine. All right, there we go. There's the West Australian uh, front, uh, Fremantle, West Coast, done and dusted here on the Shoulder Footy Cast. Let's get right into the rest of the round. We've got seven other games to get through. I've got an inkling. I did just give it to you on the fact that you picked Essendon, but I've got an inkling you've gone quite well on your tipping here, <laughs> Skeet, because you've come bounding into the studios today, even though you're wearing your Queensland scarf. Pretty happy with yourself? Bit of a wobble? Bit of a head wobble? Well, I'm due. I mean, I've been putrid with my tipping all year. You so have. Uh, the Essendon match was, was a mistake, but just as we go through each of these next eight matches, yes. or would have seven matches... Yes. It won't be a blemish. Okay, George, let's go. <laughs> Melbourne defeat Brisbane. That would be what George Cassandra would say. Now, Melbourne defeat Brisbane Thursday night by 10 goals. Not sure anyone why anyone was looking at Brisbane, to be honest. Melbourne, Melbourne four weeks ago, before Fremantle beat them, people were talking about, can this side... Unbeaten. Be undefeated. Never, no, never be beaten in the history of the game. And, and they've lost three in a row. Blokes have been bashing each other up off the ground. We understand all that, but for mine, that was leading to what happened... You go internal as a football club when there's stuff like that and, and, and then you go, all right, we're playing a good side. Time to show what we're made of. Brisbane's a good side. They're, they're, they're potentially the challenger and they've just lost by 10 goals. And they haven't won at the MCG, what, since Correct. 2014 or something. They, they just don't play that ground well for whatever reason. And they've come up short against the better sides. Fremantle in Perth. Yep. Obviously Melbourne at the MCG. Yep. I think, stating the obvious, they need to have two finals at the Gabba in September to give themselves because they had a whole entire season up there and, um, and they still, they still yeah. couldn't do it could they mm. no they were disappointing uh, Melbourne Stephen May he is so critical he was really yeah. good on Thursday night uh, outstanding and, and Luke Japs, Jackson in the absence of Max Gorn what do you think about him does his value go up even even more given what we saw from him it's always interesting seeing guys that play second fiddle to a big ruckman so I look at Darcy Cameron at Collingwood same things happened you give them the, the well, the positivity and the backing, and say you're going to be the ruckman. You do your thing. A lot of these guys can play, and we know Luke J Jackson can play, but we've never seen him as a standalone ruckman in the AFL. He was huge for Melbourne on the weekend. Uh, Oliver, big thirty-five disposals. Uh, Brisbane had some pretty decent injuries on the night. Uh, Lions looked like he broke his ribs. I don't know how that's come out. Daniel Rich, who's an important part out of their back line, he hurt his leg of some description, and Harris Andrews as well did he like hurt his shoulder. Mm. So. Um, they lost some. There's some key players. Rich is their real driver of ball movement. Andrews is their May, and Lyons is their inside bull. So they lost all three of those on the night. So that does that does affect the game. 
Yeah, and look, Chris Fagan, I think one thing about him, he's pretty honest. He said that was our worst performance for, for a long, long time. Uh, is it a bit like the Fremantle effort where you just put that to one side yeah. or is, or is there some, anything deeper that they have to be concerned about? No, so that's what you do as Brisbane. You go, okay, came up against a good side. We lose by 10 goals. Here's some learnings. But who have we got next week? You just move on very quickly because if you if you ruminate too much on a loss like that, you the confidence of the group comes right down. Oh, you know, can we challenge? We're not good enough. That sort of stuff. You need to go right. This is what we did wrong. That's it. This is on Monday, so it'd be happening right now. And then as soon as we come out of that meeting, we're moving on. They they have to. Otherwise, it, it hangs around too much. Bulldogs defeat. Hawthorne by 42 points. We both picked Bulldogs, of course we do, because Skate's got everything right. They were very good, the Bulldogs, against a Hawks side who, look, they've been inconsistent, but they have challenged a lot of good sides. They beat Brisbane um, in a, in a high-scoring affair. So I thought this could have been a good game. It was. Um, Bulldogs started slow, but they managed to come back at Hawthorne along the way and, and really show that, I mean, they're a serious side. They lost some games to start the year, but they're now well and truly entrenched in the eight, and, and they'll, they'll be around the mark. Yeah, I'm not sure about the Bulldogs yet. Okay. I, I'm not convinced with them. They, they're, they're a fair way short of what got them to a grand final last year, obviously. Yeah, but they built late as well they last did. year. They did. Look, we Seems know to be a pattern a bit. Yeah, their midfield's Bulldogs. really good. They were pretty ordinary for the... Well, certainly they started really slowly against the Hawks. And Hawthorne is a team that has that ability. They, they can really go yeah. and... With the style of play they get, if you're not uh, switched on from the outset, you can be in trouble. Um, Mitch Lewis, he is a key to them. He's their future, isn't he? Four goals. Yeah, he's going to be. He's a gun. He's an absolute gun. Talking about guns, Norton kicks three on the day, and he he looked impressive. Liberatore is having a season. He's had uh, thirty touches, eight tackles, eleven clearances. He, the reason I love him, I said it a few weeks back. He's my favourite player in the AFL. He's up there. I was a bit a bit over the top, but I love he he, he sticks up for his teammates. He's just a scrapper. Like, he's, he has no polish, none whatsoever. But he bloody works his ass off. He wins clearances. He's, he's in every centre bounce. They just leave him in there, and they know he's going to do what he's meant to do. That I love players like that, you know. What a contrast we are then, because Lib is your man, whereas I just like the yeah, flash. The, the flashy Shea Bolton type who just, uh, you know, has a bit of razzmatazz. No, I just, it's good. It's just it's our personalities yeah, as well. Yeah, you just love the bling, mate. <laughs> you, don't you? Don't you? Hey? No, just a bit of quality as opposed to the grunt, but that's okay. Okay. I like winners. That's what I like. I suppose Shea Bolton's probably won a few games, hasn't he? Uh, so there you go. Bulldogs beat Hawthorne. Sicily. The headband. $1,000 fine for ripping Norton's headband off. What do you reckon about that? I'm trying to think. There was another incident where somebody Someone got... threw a boot away? That's right. It was Charlie what? Cameron? Yeah. Was something to do with the Gab. Anyway, that was, that was recently. The headband. Now, I haven't seen that done before, to be honest. I like it. $1,000. I, I don't like the 1000 and I like the head. Rip it off. Rip it off. Well, what, what, are you wearing, what, what are you wearing it for? I remember Bruce Dool, I think. Oh, you wouldn't be ripping Bruce Dool's off, would <laughs> Bruce you? Bruce Dool. The fine doormat. Yeah, it would have been. I think that did happen once or twice. It might have even been a one of the streakers tried to get hold of his headband or give him a... Isn't but, that fair game? If you're going to wear it. But like, I, th- I think, Scoey, isn't that part of a player's equipment, which you're not, a bit like whether it's a mouth guard or a, a boot, um, you're not allowed to do that under the rules. Yeah. I think that's just a, a law that the, the umpires. I'll tell you what, yeah, so that's that's one. I've got to ask another question about an umpiring decision on the weekend, but I think it's part of their equipment, which you're not allowed to tamper mm. with. I stand corrected. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I just like it. I, I like a bit of... yeah. Bit of shit and Sicily, Sicily's yeah, that correct. type of bloke, isn't he? He's got his anger under control, but he's he's clearly just got that <laughs> on edge, the edge still. It's still just sitting in there. Uh, so there you go. Bulldogs win against Hawthorne. Geelong defeat Richmond by three points. This was an absolute cracker. And uh, young Henry snatched my tip 
from the jaws of victory. I tipped Richmond. They're leading with a minute to go. I thought, you beauty. Skeet's got another one down the gurgler as he picks Geelong. But Geelong, credit where credit's due, very good and very good late. They were. And look, I'll be honest with you. I was Saturday afternoon. I had a rare Saturday afternoon off. I just put the head down. Uh, Geelong's up by about five, five and a half goals. I thought, okay, that's nice. I've just got to just, I'll just wake up in about 20 minutes. Little snooze. Just a little yeah, nana nap. I do love them. I can, <laughs> I can nana nap with the best of them, don't worry. Really? How, what's, the, what's the optimal sort of... Oh, not, not an hour and a half. 20? 20, 25 minutes, half an hour, if, you know, the dog doesn't bark or <laughs> the uh, the del- delivery van doesn't come with some... New... What do you get delivered to the house? What every you... day. There's something at my house every day. I'm serious. Whether it's witchery, country road, there's always... I'm thinking, who's this for? Some bloke comes and knocks, can you sign this? I'm saying, what is it? He said, I don't know. <laughs> oh, this sounds like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> every day I get something at my house I've got to sign for and I've got no idea what the hell it is and in very it's from a daughter my wife it's some shopping and it's it's just we need, we need a <laughs> we need a we need a sign to put on your door nana nap in progress anyway 20 minutes is about 20 minutes up anyway i woke up after nana nap nana nap i thought that you know it's gonna be 30 40 points up they're up by three points yes Richmond, to be fair, came showed a lot of character in coming back into that game and and where they were being toweled up in the first half they they made a couple of switches and they played the footy that we know they've done over the past five or six weeks. Cameron kicks three goals in his 200th game. Three for Stengel, who's having an outstanding yep. year. He's up there with the recruits of the year with Will Brody, I think. Those two going head-to-head in that regard. There was a lot of good players on the day, but big moment. We, we, didn't, we missed this off the top. Uh, Tom Stewart, uh, big collision with Dion Prestia. He uh, finishes the game with concussion protocol. Tom Stewart, straight to tri- tribunal. I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow. What, do you, what were your first... Have you seen the incident? I've seen it, and I think you'll get three, four weeks uh, yeah. on the basis of Prestia, as you like to call him. Sorry. <laughs> as you like to call him. Fuck, man. Well, what, sorry. Dion Prestia is how he's generally... Prestia. <laughs> I know you've got a Euro- European flavour. They love it. They love it, Sky. Uh, um, so he, no. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Shut up. Speak. He's so he's out of the game yeah. because of that incident. Yeah. Uh, Stuart remorseful. Chris Scott's come out defended him as a fair play, which is the send off rule. I know it's not anywhere near coming into the AFL anytime soon, but that would be the incident. Th- well, that's the type of thing that yeah. they lose one of their keys. Richmond. Mm. Tom Stewart's still out there. Plays out the game. And takes a couple of contested marks later. Well, takes the match, well, the match saving mark essentially like, in the last ten seconds, but wins yeah. the game for them. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Oh, I always just find you know these incidents hard because you know as much as I, you know, uh, it just I don't love Scott in the media. Comes out and says some things, but he comes out and defends his player as he should. Yep. Um, Stewart is a fair player. Hasn't done anything like this before, so that indicates to me that it's an. Accident. You don't wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to knock out Dion Preston. No. Or even in the game. You don't, you're not coming. So he, so he leaves his man and he's pressing Dion Prestia. I'll tell you how this happens as a player. Because I've done it before. You, you, you make the decision. Bef- Prestia doesn't have the ball. You can see that he's going to get it and you leave your man as a backman. You, you go as hard as you possibly can. Because if you go slow, you get there too late and you, you get made look silly. And you're on Monday... You get told, why did you not go hard enough? At the review, yeah. Right? So Tom Stewart's been in the system now that that would have happened as well. He, he would have had that in the back of his mind. So he goes, right? Makes the decision to go. At some point in that chain, 
the ball gets handballed to Presley. So you think, all right, I've made the right decision. I'm going to either intercept the ball or impact him physically. That, that's what you think. In the next point two of a second, I think Presley attacked it, it, it or either got it and handballed it really quickly because he did touch the ball, right? Yep. Stewart then, and you've got to remember, he's running flat out. It's not happening in slow motion as we've all watched it. At some point now, he's even closer to Prestia, probably too late to back away from making a physical contact because if you don't make physical contact, he runs on, gets a handball back, and you get made to look stupid again. So he makes a decision to physically impact him. Now, he doesn't get it right. He hits him in the head. He knocks him out. All of those are true. But you don't... You don't at any stage, think I'm going to absolutely kill Dion Prestia. There's there's no point in your brain. You're just wired like that as a player. You've you've made the decision, and especially as a backman, you are like I'm going to get, I'm going to get him, not physically ruin him, but I'm going to impact this play. That's what he was trying to do, and he hasn't done it right. And it comes out. How many weeks does he get? I hope he doesn't get four weeks. That's not a four week incident for mine. Yeah, look, you actually you painted pretty good. You should be on his defence council at the tribunal. I just I did that. want to be a defence lawyer when I was going through school. Is that right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, um, no, that's a, it's and a, I find myself here sitting on the shelf. <laughs> talking to me, absolute <laughs> come down in your life expectations. Um, no, I, I do. I hear you, but it's a bit like when you go through a red light and you don't hit a car. You do hit a car. There's yeah. there's consequences, and yeah, Tom Stewart. I, yeah. You're right. It doesn't feel like it's it's not him. Yeah, but. To not get at least three weeks. To use that analogy, it's not it's not like he's stolen a car and he's got police chasing him. He's just driven through a red light and he's made contact with someone and it's unfortunate he's going to get penalised. The result, but, yes. But in your mind, you're not trying to do that. No, right? of course he wasn't. No, yeah. and the, but again, that, the tribunal can't yep. look at anything other than the result. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, that's the Geelong-Richmond setup. Sydney defeat Saints by 51 points. We both picked Sydney at the SCG. Look, it was a big, big game for both sides. They both come off disappointing losses last week, I think. Yeah, I think they had, uh, and they and it was it was all there for both sides. Sydney clearly took it. St Kilda, oh, I don't know about St. Kilda. They're fake news, really. Yeah, they are. Now that, and I've got to say, the, just watching it before I had to go out on Saturday night, it was a pretty dour game, low scoring, and, and it's exactly how Sydney, yeah, they shuts it down, and they, they, they were terrific. You expected a response after what uh, they dished up at. At the Adelaide Oval the week before. Their, their pressure was right up, Sydney. Yeah. That's what made it dour. There was just a lot of pressure around the ball, but St Kilda didn't handle it at all. No, not at all. And look, oh, yeah, I, the Saints, for me, uh, there was a bit of buzz about them, but, I, you know, the, Jack Steele was one of their... Good, he returned. Yeah, that standouts for him, of course. So 29 touches, five marks, that 10 tackles. It. That was about it. Eight clearances. Yeah, no, the Saints, look, if they make the eight, which I'm still not sure they will, uh, there's Well you said before They won't make finals No I didn't, I didn't think they would Will they make finals or not? No. no No I don't think so I, well, I've just seen enough yep. The last few weeks to think And maybe it is just a bit of a hiccup But yeah They're, they're flaky And Sydney oh, I still can't get a total read we, We're both I like, nah, Fans of Sydney Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But they need to Sometimes you, you think Where's this performance come from? Yeah okay no, I'm, I'm, I'm still big on Sydney St Kilda, I'll put it with you. See you later. No yeah. more finals for them. Okay, North defeat Adelaide by 57 points. The match of the round. Honestly, I said this before the game. Like, like I watched some of this and it was deplor- It was just a shocking game to watch. 
no interest whatsoever. Glenn Archer's son played. I enjoyed that. And he, he was in fights for the first quarter. He was just fighting blokes. Jackson, isn't it? Yeah, Jackson. He looked like, he looked like maybe a little bit of a... What uh, nationality kiss is it? The headbutt? What's what do you call oh, it? Oh, Liverpool kiss. Liverpool kiss. Yeah. It looked like it. I think maybe Yeah, I think maybe he did that. I don't know if he got picked up. I, I, I know a headbutt when I see one, and I reckon he might have snuck one in there in one of the brawls. I'll tell you what, I did see on social media prior to the match, um, Jackson telling his dad about his selection on, on, on a, a FaceTime. Oh, was that good? It was terrific. Yeah, lovely. And his dad, Glenn, broke down, upset. Or not upset. Uh, broke down with you know, right. tears of joy, etc. So that was, you're right, that was probably the, the big moment. Um, ten yeah. goals. Ten goals, North. regulation. Um, they break the record for uh, ten, ten, ten games lost in a row by the highest margin on average in the history of the game. Yeah, they're very bad. And the only thing positive I can say is that I backed Adelaide at the line, which is minus 17, so I had a result. I just I, I will just um, interject quickly um, before anyone's driving on listeners and thinking, wow, North won a game. North were defeated by Adelaide. Did I say defeated? You said North defeated Adelaide, and I uh, my heart sank. Oh, yeah, they didn't do that. <laughs> they Absolutely didn't. not. No. Are they going to win a game no. for the rest of the year? No, no. Apart from the Eagles, obviously. But oh, that's... Any game with North this year, just don't even bother turning it on. Do just they get a priority eight, pick at the end eight, of the year? Eight games, they should. They're that bad. Their list is bad. Does a coach stay at the end of the year? I, I can't comment on how the coach is because – Often, you know, performances, you know, that's what the coach is like. That's, it's got to be players as well. It's, the coach puts in a system and the players are going to, uh, you know, execute it. I, I don't know. Give, give North what they want. Put him in, put him in Tassie. Um, give him some priority picks. Strip him of whatever, you know, clean out the club. They're, they're, they're a basket case. Can't have them. Um, move on. Collingwood defeat. GWS by 11 points. We both picked Collingwood. This was a good game, and it was always going to be a good game. Both, you know, two sides in good form. Collingwood continues to march on. They, they, they continue to move on, and and I think they're the real, um, you know, out of, the, out of the blue side this year. No one picked them to go well this year. They, they, their, their list looked, uh, you know, like a list that wouldn't play finals. But the, the kids, a new, a new coach. The kids are coming through, and I know there's some yeah, big names in there in terms of famous names. But I love their. I actually like oh, their yeah. list. And there's oh yeah, no, I'm just saying that at the start of the year. Yeah, right now, how 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 good? Yeah, I mean Nick Dacos, 25 touches. Uh, side bottom just keeps racking them up. 26. Um, thought that they they had. The Giants on toast, really. Just their kicking for goal was horrendous. Is this the umpire decision? This is the one I about? saw, and I was. It's hard because we don't have the vision to, to just to show it, but obviously it was it was a bit wet at the MCG. Uh, Darcy Moore's tracking the ball about twenty metres out from his defensive goal. Yes, he toe pokes it. Yes, towards the goal line. Now I'm saying this without having read the rule that is attached to this, but he toe pokes it towards the line. Then he dives and touches the ball as it goes over for a rush behind. He touched it before it goes over. I haven't Twi- seen this. Toe poke, and yeah. then he touches it with his hands. Has he got GWS players around him? Uh, yeah. One. One player. That's all right. So, that's... for me, that's sufficient pressure to be all clear, one behind. He's been pinged for a insufficient intent to keep the ball in play. Or, or... So, if, if he did toe poke it and went over the line from 20 metres out, that's an automatic free kick. The, 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 the rule is your first contact. Yes, uh, the last contact needs to be within uh, the goal square. Yeah, because, I mean, we're going back to, I think it was 2008 when Hawthorne, yeah. uh, right, I think it was Stuart Jewell. They were stepping back over the line. They were, not just that. They were kicking the ball through from behind if they are in trouble. <laughs> That's right. So that that can't be replicated. But, yeah, I'd, I'd like, like you to 
get your read on that, but I just thought it was, look, the umpire has probably got it 100% right, but I, I thought once Moore had touched the ball, he kicked it, if he hadn't touched it again, then that That's rule, a free kick, that is a free but kick. But then he dived and touched it as it went over for a, a behind. Have a look, um, make there, your own mind up. There's got to be room in the game for desperation for defenders, I'm going to stand up for defenders here, but yeah. it is one rule that I don't think a lot of players defend, I don't think uh, they understand. Uh, there's another rule in the game that uh, people don't understand as Dan's just pulling this video up for me is uh, out on the full. So when you receive an out of the full free kick, hey, I'm just going to watch this right now. So GWS come out of the midfield, kick it down into their forward line. Ball bounces over the back. He's side by side with Riccardi. Now, okay, so he, he, he toe pokes it, as you said. The decision will be, uh, uh, did he touch it before the goal line? That's why the umpires paid that. Because he doesn't think he touched it before the goal line. That's that's I I, I can't hear what the umpire is saying. That, but that, that sounds right. Here we go. They're replaying it right now. Uh, Dan's. So it's it's a it's a it's a borderline call whether he touches it or not. That's why he's paid that. But hang on, I know. The, I know, the, I know. The, surely the goal umpire would be able to say he touched it. Can you do a score review? I don't think you can do a review on those sort of decisions because it's not a score. Oh, oh it's tight. that's that's why it's happened. So yeah, it, that's what's happened. But surely the benefit of the doubt has to go to the the player, doesn't it? I mean, it's yeah. not like he he. he but, it, it, but it's just like a holding the ball decision. You can't review that. Umpire makes an error. So I think he, I think that's umpire error. Yeah, umpire error. Yeah, he thinks that he hasn't touched it again. Twenty meters out, free kick. Just like tackle, holding the ball. I pay it. It may not have been. It's I think umpire error. Yeah. The, the rules are a bit different. And there's another one, just quickly speaking of umpires, yeah. uh, still Sidebottom uh, had the ball 15 metres out directly in front and was in trouble. In fact, was called to play on because he was looking at the clock and was showing insufficient intent to, to get on with taking a shot. Yeah, he, was, he was looking at the, the, the 30 second count down on the big scoreboard and mm-hmm. the, um, the umpire says, all right, go, you got to kick it now. He's like looking up. He's like, oh, I got, I've got still got time. And then the umpire goes, play, play on. on. And he said, you're taking the mickey out of us. I don't like that. See, notice how I've, been, I've watched that game of footy. I've, no, <laughs> you watch every game. <laughs> well, I watch most of them, but uh, sometimes too many more na- closer too, than others. Too, too many nana naps. All right. <laughs> Port defeat Suns by two points. Another cracking game to finish the weekend. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Suns won this. Or did Port win this? Port won it by two points. You're going beautifully at the moment. Sorry. And you've, I, tipped, you've tipped the I Suns. I thought Gold Coast won. No, they got beaten by Port Adelaide. I thought Gold Coast won. <laughs> yeah. I'm flat ass. Yeah, yeah, I thought I got this right. I picked Gold Coast, you picked Port. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I haven't had a blemish since that uh, game against Essen West Coast. I really thought... What happened late? Did you see this game? No, I was actually I was actually at the uh, State of Origin. So, so well, I, that's why. We're both at the State of Origin. <laughs> yeah, so... So anyway. tell us about the game. Uh, so, the Port... Uh, jumped the Gold Coast Suns. I do know that much. And then to the Suns' credit, they uh, fought their way back into it. Um, we know that uh, Marbia Scholl was terrific. He's, He's been, been good all year. He's Kicked three. Rankine with three. Um, Todd Marshall, Georgiades, Rosie, all getting amongst the uh, the goals. And Charlie Dixon, his 300th goal. Now, I know we've written Port off a few times to make the eight, but they just keep on... Notching victories, the biggest test to come this week when they play the Dockers in Perth. But when, when you say we, do you I, mean you? Me, I should say, not we, me. You have written Port Adelaide off, as you've done with St Kilda. Yeah, St Kilda's... Can anyone make the eight? <laughs> <laughs> Tell no, you what. No, I had Port in there, and then we sort of... You know, no, stop saying we. Just stop saying oh, I had Port Adelaide. You've had, now you've, you've had enough of them, no, and no, now they've beaten Gold Coast. No, well, Gold Coast are a decent side at the moment, but that was it was a... 
the game must have been tight at the end. It was good. It was tight. It was close. And Port won, just so you, uh, you can put that in the bank. <laughs> Very good. The Suns are now 0 at 9 at Adelaide Oval. So it was perhaps, uh, yeah, that was a good selection by you. I will say that. Well done. Oh, well, we'll put it this way. The, the John Richmond game yeah. and Port Suns game, I could have egg on my face. Yeah. But, but you, don't. you do. Yeah, you're sitting up having a nice nazi goring, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, there you go. There's the games for the round. You are on the Shelter Footycast with Skeet and Scoey. Favourite time of the week, this one. The Shelter XPA X Factor. We've given away a few slabs for a West Australian player that plays well. We didn't think we could give it to many West Coast players this year. We gave it... We gave the first one away while Freo was on their bye to Jermaine Jones. But this week, after a big win from West Coast, we look at that game. And I'm going to just take this one over here. There's been people calling for Josh Kennedy to retire right now, immediately. Uh, there's been calls, you know, he's too old, too slow, doesn't look like the player he once was. Well, you know, bloody what? Five goals to Josh Kennedy. And, and, and you might think that Essendon, you know, a couple of, you know, toothpicks out there defending, not doing too much. Well, he comes out and kicks five goals, and that's why he's the shelter XPA X-Factor for the week. And uh, good call. Uh, that's why he's a gun. That's why he's kicked 700-plus career goals and only a couple of goals away yeah, from another milestone. Is he 698? 6'9", 6'9", at the moment. So two more goals, and he and has 700 for West Coast. Yes, yeah, so he had 11, 11 at Carlton, yep. I believe. So uh, Josh, uh, in all seriousness, though, he's going to finish at the end of this year. Does he... Play his last game not in as, Geelong. at a farewell Adelaide West Coast West Coast Adelaide at Optus Stadium. I think it's round twenty one, so he misses the last. There's a derby yep. and there's uh, Geelong. Do you bypass? Well, certainly you're not playing in Geelong. No, and are you playing an away derby? Is your final game? Spoke to Sean McManus on back chat this week. His last game uh, was in a derby. Yep, but it was a home derby. But he did say the opposition fans really. Uh, showed him respect. So I wonder if he did play in an away derby, Josh Kennedy, what the Fremantle response would be. I would think... That'd be great. Fremantle, I think they have a fair bit of respect down there and I think they'd give him a pretty good send-off. So we could see him in an away derby. It'd be difficult to... You know, if West Coast do win a couple of games and, you know, he wants wants to go, it'd be difficult to sit out a derby, I reckon, as yeah. a player. and he wants to play. I mean, he wants that milestone which... You found out recently about the 700 for the Eagles. Yes. But outside of that, I'm not sure whether Josh cares. It's not about games record, but, you know. Game, no, but you in know. terms of farewell with yeah. front of fans. He likes competing. Yeah. But it is great for the fans to have those those times where, like, whether it's Guy McKenna retiring all those years ago. Jack Jacko, you had, had a day where yep. it was a bit of a celebration. So whether that comes to pass... Who knows? All right. We've extended this one out a little bit because Skeet got, you know, a bit carried away about the nana nap. But regional footy roundup, a slab of beer for your stories. You can send them to footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. If something happens over the weekend in regional footy, we'd like to know about it and you can win a slab of beers. Now, spoke about being down at Cogent Up last week. I'm going to save that story for a little bit later because we had one in this week. And I'll tell you what, Skeeter, it's a bloody good one. I'll read it out to you. Hi, lads. Just wanted to share a regional footy story of the week for the Shelter Round 15 review. It's more of a visual highlight, and I've attached the video, which I'm hoping you can snip into the vision on the YouTube cast, which we will do. So as we speak about this, Daniel, our uh, beautiful producer, will sort this out. You can watch this on YouTube. If you're not watching us, you can find us over there. Have a look for Footycast or Backchat. It happened this weekend in the GNFL when... GNFL, what's that, Skate? Great Northern. Northern Football League? Maybe. When Brigades played Towns. 
one of the greatest country footy marks you'll ever see. Nay, one of the best marks you'll see ever anywhere. Brigades player Chris Ryder. I wonder if there's any relation. Wayne, Wayne Ryder was a, a okay. very talented player for Perth back Ta- in the day. Takes a towering mark in the goal square, standing on his teammate's shoulders. What the vision doesn't show is that he goes back and kicks the goal and then does the Indigenous dance to celebrate NAIDOC round. To make it even better, his brother kicked him the ball out of the clearance. Brigades went on to beat Towns by 108 points. A tough day at the office. I just think everyone needs to see this, Mark. So if you could squeeze it into the YouTube broadcast, that would be great. Now, Skeet hasn't seen this. I saw this a bit earlier on. Let it roll, Dan. I'll uh, let Mark talk us through it. All right, so we're looking for a slow motion, this one. A specky mark in the goal square. Yep, ball comes out of the stoppage. Watch to the back of this pack at the top of the square. Comes from really deep. Have a Scoey's got emphysema, <laughs> and the bloke taking the mark's got frequent flyer points. How high he got. Wow. Mate. That's look, some elevation. Is that one of the best marks you've ever seen? I saw that live uh, before the show. That is as big as you'll get. He is standing on the fullback's shoulders. His, his shoes are on his shoulders. That, that happened on the weekend, did it? Yeah, it did. That's uh, pretty spectacular. And what was the, the player's name again? Ryder. Ryder. Ryder, maybe? Um, that wow. is as uh, go down a little bit, please, Dan. Chris Ryder takes an absolute ball terror of a of a catch of a mark, and I cough my lungs out just at the top moment there. Slab of beers coming to you, Chris. Yes. Shelter XPAs. Ah, sorry. We might find maybe some shelter lagers, or maybe some shelter reds, or maybe some maybe maybe a little little summer ale, little. Uh, a little sour, a little We've summer done well sour. not touching this, by the way. Well, 8.30 in the morning. Or maybe we're just restocking it before you get in here. Who knows? <laughs> Socials, you can follow us over here. Shelter Footycast on Instagram. YouTube, if you want to see that mark, uh, jump on YouTube, Backchat or Shelter Footycast in the playlist. You can send us an email at shelter at shelterfootycast.com.au. I don't think that's right. Footycast at shelterbrewing.com.au. Fumble my way around there. That's done and dusted this week, Skate. Been fun. Go New South Wales. Game three. See you then. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.